come off my tongue I assume I make you cry You know what it's like To You know what it's like to lose of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. Hope everyone listening is doing well. I've been planning quite a bit lately for the pod, and I'm hoping to get an announcement to you all soon about some neat ideas I have planned. So stay tuned on social media. I'm definitely going to have some sweet updates for you, um, mostly around the ways that this podcast is going to grow. So yeah. 2020 is going to stay busy, and the guests just keep coming, and there's so much to do, and yeah, it's a good feeling. It's a good start to the year. But yeah, on to the episode. This week, I'm joined by Burlington's own Clever Girls. Songwriter Diane Jean has long found a home in the Northeast DIY scene thanks to the community in Burlington, along with their bandmates' support. They're curious about experimenting with new sounds and really expanding on what they've established as 
Clever Girls, and it's something they've worked to unpack throughout their upcoming new record. Diane joins this week to talk about their approach to songwriting, the duality of their new singles, Remember Pluto and Spark, which just premiered at The Alternative, um, their plans for 2020, and more. So with that, let's hear their single, Remember Pluto, and then dig into the other. Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going? Things are amazing. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be chatting with you. 
Absolutely. Same here. Um, I heard a lot about your music over like the last year or so. And um, when the alternative slid Clever Girls as one of the most anticipated releases of 2020, I was like, okay, the hype's real now. I really got to get on board this. <laughs> yeah, that was really exciting for us. And honestly, like I was a little shocked. Um, I was like, I didn't expect to be on that list for some reason. I just like had no idea and I was thrilled and honored because there were so many like artists that I'm inspired by on that list so I was just like this is this real like is this are we really here <laughs> um yeah. so it's awesome I'm glad you got a got a chance to take a look at it absolutely yeah I know Hope's a big fan and like uh that's something I knew that all of us at the alternative try to do is like try to make sure that we give shout outs to the bands of all backgrounds that we're really stoked on like you know just get as like hyped about Haley Williams solo music as we do about like bands like yours from Vermont that are like crushing it out there that more people need to know about that's so sweet yeah we were really really stoked like we um it's interesting because I feel like we tend to get like like a little bit of press over along from like you know like smaller like mid-level blogs so like I feel like the alternative was like the I was just like I was so <laughs> stoked so it was good um, that's so awesome to hear yeah it was really fun that's a great start to 2020 too to be able to kick it off with that <laughs> it was it was really fun and really exciting it was sort of like I tend to be like out of everybody in the band it's sort of like I tend to spearhead like a lot of like the the PR kind of stuff like our label um helps me a little bit but um you know so it, it was just like I was getting so stressed out about releasing like our new song and like you know you it tend you tend to get like sort of overwhelmed with vulnerability about like releasing new music and like will it be well received or will it not be and um so it was a really nice way to kind of kick things off and like calm my nerves about releasing new music because I always get like really kind of frantic. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's a lot of work to put any kind of art out there and stuff. And like, I get that way sometimes about podcast episodes, especially if it's one I'm like that excited about where I'm like, yeah, you would think with me doing this weekly, it'd be like, oh yeah, it's no problem. It's like, no, I get antsy too. Cause I don't know how people are going to receive it. It's absolutely. And like, also you never know like what I, I would imagine, like, like talking to everybody about like their music and their processes and everything like that. It's just so different every time I'm sure. So it's just like, I would imagine I would get overwhelmed too. So. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely one of those things where I've learned to like read moods, get to kind of get a vibe and understanding of like the person I'm talking to. And then it kind of just goes from there, but yeah. yeah, no, I'm just, I'm stoked to be able to get to know you and learn more about everything that you're working on here with Clever Girls. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> so let's, let's get, let's just get into it then. Um, how did you first kind of get involved in music, like start playing and everything? Um, so pretty long story. I started playing, um, I didn't actually start playing an instrument other than my voice until I was like 20. I'm 28 now. I just turned 28. Um, and I just like kind of picked up an acoustic guitar and started writing that way. Um, and it was sort of one of those things I would pick up and put down and pick up and put down. I was living in Boston at the time and um, Boston music scene, I love it a, a ton, but it was like a really hard community to sort of like break into, I found. Mm -hmm. um, 
So when I ended up moving, I just kind of was like, well, I'm starting new in a new city. So I might as well just like go all in and then like, you know, um, if I want to make music, I want to like devote the time and energy to like really like learning an instrument and really like uh, making time to write good songs and songs that I'm proud of. And so when I moved up to Burlington in 2016, that is sort of what happened. And I just kind of like went all in, like put out a really cheesy Craigslist ad and like met my bandmates that way. It was really kind of um, amazing. I feel really lucky. I'm like one of like the only people I know that's had like a really like successful experience <laughs> meeting somebody off Craigslist and it was like really safe and really wholesome and like awesome. So yeah, Craigslist bands are like my favorites, honestly, because I always <laughs> end up having really awesome stories about how they met and like just the serendipity of it all in a way of like, oh yeah, this person actually likes the same music as I do and they want to make the same music as me. Yeah, it was really fun. I met my drummer, our drummer Rob on Craigslist and I just was just like, I'll leave my phone number in a Craigslist ad, like it'll be fine. And like now if looking back, I would never do that now. Like, <laughs> And I'm just like shocked that it worked out in our favor. But I met up with Rob like a week after he responded to my Craigslist ad via text, by the way, also. Like he <laughs> just like texted me and was like, hey, do you want to like come link up at the studio? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I went and he was there with Winfield, who is our guitar player. Um, and he's he had known Winfield for like five years before we started our project. And he knew our bass player, Toby, from like childhood. Like they've been friends for, um, I don't know, like 15, almost 15 years, 10 or 15 years. Um, wow. Yeah, actually, yeah, because they're both 30. So they've been friends like longer than that, like 15 years. Um, so I think like when we all met and started playing music, together as a group it kind of like had like a really natural feeling because they had all been like playing music together or they had known each other for so long that things happened really easily and comfortably um which was great and really lucky I don't feel like that is always the case you know yeah it's nice when there's that natural like chemistry then whenever you're playing with people you've known each other for a long time it's even better it sounds like that they just like welcomed you into that circle in that way of like okay we're gonna make music together with like it this mix of like new people and longtime friends. So sweet and like so wholesome. I like instantly became like really close with all of them. Like uh, Rob, Toby, and a few other people uh, lived in this house together and I had just moved to the area. So I like, I didn't even live in Burlington. I lived like 45 minutes south of Burlington at the time. Mm -hmm. And I had like, I didn't know anybody. So I felt like really comfortable there right off the bat ended up spending like all my time at this house of like six people and um like rehearsing in their basement and like writing music in their basement and just like listening to records all the time and like Rob was introducing me to like some of his influences and I got to do the same thing with my influences and it was really just really wholesome and sweet <laughs> that's so cool who were some of your influences that you were kind of sharing and maybe who you feel are still your influences um, at the time when we started making music, like, I was super into, like, Tom Waits and Willie Nelson and, like, some of, like, these old-timey country people who were, like, whose songwriting I just loved. Like, mm -hmm. I knew I didn't want to be, like, I didn't knew I didn't want that to be our sound, but the songwriting itself was, like, so inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think Rob, he comes from, like, the school of, like, 50s and 60s pop you know like he 
that's the stuff that he absolutely loves. So I feel like he he approaches like drumming and that style from or or his music mu- musical style from like that school of thought, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like they're just like two totally different things, and it's nice to have like you know sort of different brains in the mix. But um, currently, I feel like my influences as as like a songwriter and a musician have changed so much over the past like five years like I would say one of I mean like you have like the people who are just sort of like leading and trailblazing the the whole music community right now like Lucy Degas like Phoebe Bridges they're so inspiring to me but then you have like the, the Dolly Partons of the world who I'm like also in love with you know um yeah so kind of like all across the board I, f- I feel like I have pretty I draw from like pretty diverse um like genres you know I'm like into it all (laughs) that's amazing and that's really great that you have that kind of like interest and nod toward like a lot of really powerful songwriters of I don't want to like make it sound like they're dated because they're not there are a lot of people who still really love like Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson and stuff but like they are crucial for a lot of the music that we consume today I mean especially Dolly Parton she's just amazing I feel like she is She's just such a legend. I love her. Truly. That's so amazing. I love that. These are some of the people who kind of influence you in that way and stuff. That's so cool. Um, So talk a little bit more about your move to Burlington and stuff. Um, I've heard always really amazing things about Vermont DIY and like the way that that just, it seems like entire state embraces independent music and the independent like creative spirit and stuff. Did you feel that when you settled into that area at all? Absolutely. I mean, like any small city, I feel like you have this really great sense of community um, in Burlington, which is amazing. But I also think like the city comes with its, you know, like its own challenges. Like when I moved um, to Burlington, not even just Vermont, but like when I actually moved to Burlington, there was like, (sighs) there was not much gender diversity or diversity at all across the music scene so like over the past four years or so that's changed a lot which is amazing but the thing about Burlington was that even though when I moved and started participating it didn't really exist the second that like those changes started happening it was like really wholeheartedly embraced it was like much needed um like encouraged and there are so many like amazing clubs to play and like spaces and venues to play that like want to see new bands which is really cool I work at a club that like hosts live music and there's always 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 amazing like new local bands that I'm like I didn't even know this was a band this is amazing um and so Burlington is really cool in that sense um and the DIY culture I would say is really like it's it's so much more supportive than in other places where like that I've lived in like if you come to Burlington to play a show like you will crash at that house you'll get fed you will get like a tour of the city you will get like all of it which is really nice um I I guess I've really only lived in like Boston Burlington and then like northern New Jersey but it always felt like really um yeah like just supportive that way like which I don't take for granted especially now that like we're touring more and more I'm like oh wow like Burlington's 
different and it's definitely got its own little bubble kind of thing going which is interesting in and of itself that's awesome and I love that that home has kind of like embraced you in that way and you've been able to see it grow and change have you ever felt like that community has kind of shaped your music or your approach to art definitely I I would say that um like Burlington bands in general have like this really almost distinct sound like I don't know it's like we all kind of like influence each other and it's also like this really interesting thing where I mean I guess this was probably true other places but everyone who is in a band in Burlington is almost always in multiple bands so I feel mm -hmm. like we're all constantly like influencing each other and like um just like sort of changing the direction of of like one project and like I, I don't know like I for a while I was playing bass in a band called Hammy Down and I was like playing with that band was like made me realize like oh like I want to like I'm so inspired by this kind of songwriting like that's kind of the stuff that I want to be working on right now so you know like those influences um like even just locally are super important at least to me and that's the way that I see it and there's like a joke in Burlington that there's like three drummers in town, you know, and like 12 <laughs> bands. Like, <laughs> so everybody just, shares a drummer. Everybody shares a drummer. It's so funny. That's um, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend Kevin was playing a show at the bar that I work at, the venue that I work at, and he was like, Oh, like my drummer, like, can't come. Like, do you know any other drummers besides your own drummer? And I was like, Well, Rob's in California right now, so he can't come drum for you. And he was like, He's like, what about like, um, what about like Fabian? And he was like, oh no, I already texted Fabian. So that's all three drummers in town. Like, they're all, they're all gone. I was like, sorry, like, I don't know. Um, it's just like a funny, it's a funny little community where like everyone's willing to kind of fill in and like jump on board with other people's stuff. And I don't know, it's very cool. That's really awesome. And I love that you've met really awesome people that back you and stuff like how you mentioned Rob and the rest of your bandmates and stuff. Um, so when Clever Girls started, I know you mentioned that you kind of discussed like your influences and such, but like, how did you kind of like just start to cultivate the sound that you would land on for your band? Like, how did that all start to come together? Well, I think it's an interesting thing because when we started out, we definitely, like, walked this line between, like, almost, like, al alternative country and, like, garage, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that was just sort of, like, where I dropped into music, you know, it was sort of just, like, where my sound currently was, like, who I was listening to, and as we've grown and, like, become a band and started working with, like, different people, um, specifically, like, um, we recorded at Big Nice Studio, which is in Rhode Island, and we mm -hmm. recorded with um James Parker and like when we work with him like he becomes a member of the band and like he has definitely sort of like challenged us to raise the bar and challenged us to try new things and like encouraged us to try like whatever we want to try so like we just have kind of like over the last few years like I wouldn't say like our genre has changed completely but just sort of like we've wanted to challenge ourselves musically. So like, we didn't want to be like pigeon held to one thing. Like we don't want to only be like a grunge garage 
whatever band like we want to like make music and make records that will surprise people you know like that will be like oh is this like what their band sounds like now like what's going on here so um I'm more and more just trying to do that and just trying to like push the boundaries of what sort of like I think our band can sound like and like what our audience will expect from our band so it's sort of I'm not guided by one specific sound. I'm just guided by like, what can we do that's like weird? Like, what can we do that sounds a little freaky? You know, like, um, which ends up, you know, taking things one way or another. Like, I think the new record is going to sort of surprise people, like for people who have been sort of watching us grow, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. I can't wait. That's awesome. And I feel like you were already on the road to that, if not completely accomplishing it when I was going back and listening to Luck because every song felt very unique because some songs would sound almost like more songwriter tone. Some of them would have a lot of fuzz and like kind of that um, grunge laced sound. And it was just fascinating to me because no song sounded really alike and um, it all it fit together, but it was all very um, unique. Was that something that you were going for with that specific release? I think like, so when we recorded Luck, I just had like, so I primarily do most of like the, the, well, I do all of the lyric writing and I do most of the songwriting and then we kind of bring the songs out into practice and kind of flesh them out. But I think with that record, I just had so many, like when we recorded the first EP, Loose Tooth, like we had, you know, like 15 songs already and we were like, okay, let's just choose like four or five, you know? And so when we recorded Luck, it was that same thing where I was like, let's just like record these songs and like get them out because mm-hmm. I, and so like, I wanted to just like put all these songs that I had written out, you know? And so I think um, it's sort of like, I would say like a little less manic than Loose Tooth, but Luck's still kind of just like, and then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this, and then there's, you know, like, there's all of these ideas, and, like, maybe they work together as a whole, like, and I think they do work together as a whole, but I'm interested to see, sort of, like, I think people will find a little bit more of that on the new album, like, it definitely is, like, really kind of, like, there's just, like, a lot of different sounds on it, and I don't know why that is, I think it's just because I, I like making, like, weird kind of sounding songs like I just want to try everything I want to have a hand in like every pot you know and um ideally you want to make like a really good album too so when both things can happen that's really awesome but I just yeah at at my core I'm just like I feel like I'm a songwriter and I like to play with different like sounds that's it that's perfect (laughs) and that's crucial for like I feel like especially in modern times when it comes to listening to new albums and stuff, people don't have the attention span to hear music that is repetitive and redundant and stuff. So for you to play with sound, it makes listeners, I feel like follow from beginning to end of your record. They're going to explore every song that you have on there. Cause I found myself like wanting to unpack a lot of different songs throughout luck and everything. And um, from just the stuff that you sent over to me to learn more about like your music and everything, I like that there is kind of a bit of that theme of, that you ended up kind of describing as like being about infallible people and stuff. And I thought that was really something that stood out to me more and more when I went back and I listened to it again and again. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, I'm glad that you found that. Cause sometimes like, sometimes I'm like, is this going to be even like, is this going to even be coming through? Like, I don't know. Cause like, like a lot of people will describe 
like I read in the alternatives, they were like, they were like perplexing lyrics. And I was like, that's awesome. Like I want my lyrics to be, I don't want to, them to be cryptic. Like I, th I don't like the word cryptic, but I love like lyrics that ch like challenge people, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I love lyrics that can mean one thing to somebody. It means something else completely to somebody else, you know? So when I'm like, oh, like this song is about this and it comes through that, like, it makes me happy. <laughs> right. And it's like, I like, I like also whenever lyrics and in particularly um, almost like the storytelling within a song can feel like it's subjective to the listener and stuff because we're not all coming at music with the same experiences so we can interpret them completely sure. differently and yeah I mean I um, yeah I was just such a fan of everything that you put in there and from my understanding you write songs pretty quickly can you talk about your songwriting process and kind of how you put everything together and then maybe how it reaches the band um, definitely. So, um, when I write a song, um, I usually, like, I usually write a song in, I would say, like, under an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, because, not only because, like, I feel like I get, I get, like, tunnel vision on things, so I just, like, want to finish things, you know, mm -hmm. um, when I'm, like, kind of in it, but I also feel like if a song isn't done in an hour, um, in my experience, it's usually, like, because I'm writing something that, like, maybe just doesn't need to be written, or, like, if it, like, it's not something that, like, is challenging to me personally, like, so a lot of people are, like, oh, like, like, you know, like, I, I, I've heard, like, a lot of people say, like, I can, I have so many halves of songs, and I'm, like, really, like, I have, I guess I have a few, but when, usually when I can't finish a song, I just stop writing it, because I'm, like, oh, it's just not there, like it's just not there like I might like I might come back to one or two like down the line and finish them but most of the time when I write a song it happens really really quickly and it just kind of like falls out and then it's there and then I bring it to the band and I'm usually like bringing things to the band like as soon as it's written and That's like awesome. at least like introducing them to it you know and just being like hey like I wrote this thing and I really feel like we need to know it and they'll either be like yeah we need to know that or like no, it's kind of like maybe more of the same or like maybe you should bring it back and like workshop it a little or like or whatever, you know. Um, but I just find that for me, like the best, in my opinion, I guess, like the best things or like most, the things that I'm most proud of have all been written like pretty quickly for one, whatever reason. I think, um, I think that's just the way I write. I don't know. I mean, but I, I have to be honest, I have not written songs in, like, the last three months. I'm like, oh, I gotta make some time. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> for me to get busy that. like that. Yeah, I think it's just, like, you know, with recording and then, like, touring, it's, like, mm -hmm. you know, time is important, um, an important resource in songwriting, and, like, if it's not there, it's not there. Right, absolutely, and, you know, I like that you almost do the equivalent of songwriting as free writing in that way where it's just like get everything out you can in this period of time take a look at it and you know you can bring it to others see what they think and just kind of shape it from there that's really awesome it's like really fun I I mean songwriting is like what I'm in it for like even if I like couldn't be in a band I would just like want to write songs like I'm gonna show you like like can you see yeah oh my gosh like 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 hundreds <laughs> like they're just like hundreds on here because I just like to like I just like to write I just I love it 
it's like what what I'm in it for. Yeah. That's awesome. Phone full of memos, just ready to go. And that's so cool. When I was like getting ready to go to uh, the studio with the band to work on this record, um, it was probably like around this time last year, maybe even a little earlier, like maybe like late 2018. I was just like sending voice memos. Like I would just like hear, hear a melody in my like head or whatever. And I would like put it in a voice memo and then I would just like send it to James, who's like our engineer and like producer that we work with at Big Nice. And I would just be like, what do you think? Like, is, does this mean anything to you? Like, is this solid? Should I write this? And he'd either be like, you're a psycho, or he'd be like, yes, like write it. <laughs> there are two options. Like, like you're a maniac or like, um, <laughs> no, like go home and write that. Uh, that's awesome though, that you can just hit up your engineer like that in that way and just kind of like bounce ideas off. That's, that's huge for whenever you're actually going to like really produce the music itself. Yeah. I mean, he's been so instrumental in like helping us find our sound as a band because like he, so he did luck with us and he's doing the new album. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just been like, I mean, I've known him for, it's going to be crazy to say this out loud. I think I've known him for almost 10 years now. So like oh, wow. way back when I first started playing guitar, when I, and I was living in Boston, I, I met him. And um, uh, it's just been like a real treat to be able to work with somebody that I've known for that long and who sort of like watched the evolution and can kind of like from afar see the arc of like where I want to be going and like also give that input and also be able to like be creative with us because he definitely like does exercise his own creativity like on these records and that's really special that we can just like go to a studio and like have a producer and like a co-creator that we work with that um has really valuable input and like it is a really comfortable space for us to work and um I don't know I just I feel really good about that and yeah I can like text him and just be like am, am I crazy or should I like write this melody <laughs> No, that's like, no, you're crazy. Or like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Did you work with them for um, these singles? Of course, like Remember Pluto and Spark? Yes. So we actually, it's almost a year ago, we started working on the record. Uh -huh. And he he's the only one in the studio other than us. Uh, he does like the engineering, he does, he's been doing the mixing for us and yeah, like he's been co-producing the record with us. So, um, like he's been, he's really been here every step of the way since we started tracking luck, which is pretty crazy. That's awesome. That's really great that you continue this like thread of working together. Yeah. He's basically a bandmate that just like, doesn't like tour with us. He's on like, he, he's like, that's really it. Like he, he's basically a bandmate. I'm like, I'm just realizing that. I'm just like, yeah, you're just like a fifth or sixth bandmate. Like unofficial member of Clever Girls. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, yeah, I really love these new songs that you've been putting out. Uh, Remember Pluto is just feels like a sonic adventure for somebody like me. Like <laughs> I love everything that's going on in that song. And I actually like, after I listened to it, I actually went through and I read the one article that you sent over to me about kind of like the recipe of Remember Pluto. And I laughed my ass off because so much of it felt so accurate. Isn't it so good? Abby killed that thing. Like, like Abby, so Abby is a friend of mine who 
is also a musician and like talk house the way they do premieres it's like either you can write about the single yourself or you can bring somebody else on to like write about it for you and I was like oh like Abby would kill it and I messaged them and I was like Abby like will you would you be interested in like writing this piece and they were like yeah like definitely and they're like you know I have like I have like a, a writing degree and I was like I didn't even know that but that's amazing so they came up with that concept all themselves and um put it together and when I read it I was like this is so good like the flannel part the creamy part like the mullet especially for some reason that like stood out to me in a way where I'm just like oh my god this is just magic and it's like it's one of those things where it's like I feel like it Abby perfectly captures I feel like what that song feels like through this like recipe of like yeah here's too like the little doodles that come with it are so cute cute I know I like the mullet one just like killed me I was like um is that an actual picture of me like I don't really know like it might be it's so good like this is this is definitely one of my favorite things I've ever seen as far as like the way that somebody has like articulated a song and I feel like Abby definitely captured that um I couldn't I couldn't explain your song better than what I read honestly but like I'm so happy you feel that way because I felt that way too it was like I'll make sure I have a link in the show notes so everybody, everybody can like check this out and like feel what we're feeling. But like <laughs> <laughs> from your perspective, can you talk about um, writing Remember Pluto? Maybe what um, what your intentions kind of were with the song? Um, yeah, like Remember Pluto is really sort of a funny song because I would say it's like one of our more feel-good songs Mm -hmm. and it came from a place of just like anxiety like it Mm -hmm. came from a place of like like a period of like uh like it's sort of cliche but like a period of like pretty deep self-reflection and like um just wanting to figure out how to like manage and sort of just like release my anxieties because I struggle really really like intensely with like anxiety and just um I don't always know the best avenues to take to like just to just manage them and so that is a lot of what that song is about and then there's that line that's just like ah just like tilt your head back and like let it go and like wait for it to wait for it to pass you know and um sometimes I feel like some of my anxiety comes from like uh not being able to like control outcomes all the time because I'm just like super type a secretly super type a like Capricorn (laughs) like super like I just I want to be sort of like in control of things and in control of you know the way things are going to work out and knowing that that's just not an option and being able to just like accept that has definitely come with like I don't know just growing up the past couple years and just being okay with where things are at I guess um so even though it came from like this deeply anxious place it it ended up feeling like kind of like feel good and like a bop because I think there's like a lot of self-acceptance in that um so yeah that's yeah I love that. I kind of got that self-acceptance kind of vibe by the end of the song and everything. And it just was like really moving. And I don't know, I just keep going back to that recipe in that way of like all these like details and stuff that kind of like almost tie together those feelings that 
can kind of cause anxiety that can stir up that and then just feeling the cohesion um sonically as well as lyrically in that way just really just I feel like it's it's very easing for that kind of anxiety if you know what I mean yeah I do I wanted to like so a lot of the things that we like to play with in the studio are like weird sorts of like noises that maybe like I remember like on the last album we like do you know those like chattering teeth yeah that you wind up we wanted to like use that as like a percussive instrument oh like, that's interesting you know like some weird like weird shit you know uh-huh. like we, like wanted to be like oh yeah like there's some weird shit on there but with remember Pluto I like really wanted it to feel easy and like feel comfortable and like just feel like something that like you can kind of just like lean in and listen to and like kind of maybe discover like different things that are happening like with each listen like maybe um like the first time you go through it like you don't hear like that weird uh like lo-fi drums that we we like wired drums and like uh reamp them through a karaoke machine and like that's where you get that like fuzzed out sort of like ending oh is that what did it that was amazing and um yeah, so, like, it was just, but it was just, like, a song that I, I wanted to feel like it was easy to listen to, and, like, it was, like, you weren't, like, you you could actively listen, but you could also just, like, sit back and, like, enjoy and, like, roll your windows down in, like, September in Vermont and just, like, cruise, you know? Yeah. Be comfy listening, um, which is, was, like, a new thing for me. Like, I usually like people to be, like, I want people to be like challenged by what's going on in the recording and mm-hmm. I think remember Pluto you you can have that experience but you can also just like enjoy it because it's kind of just like a bop you know I love that I love that so much and it's nice whenever um you kind of have that sonic option of active listening or not okay right that's so good and then like I'm fortunate enough that I got to hear spark before everybody else which I'm gonna brag about um because <laughs> I freaking love that song I feel like that one's so lyrically rich I keep thinking about the mash in your pocket line which one the the, the match in the pocket that 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 line was imp- impressive and so much of just this like feeling of almost on edge was really interesting to me um can you talk about that song yeah, that song was wild. Like, when I told our producer that it was going to be a single, he was like, really? That that song's going to be a single? Like, because like, there's just so much going on. And, like, when I originally wrote the song, it was, like, I think it, it was, like, broken up into, I mean, it wasn't broken up. It was, it was, like, probably a few verses longer, you know? And we wanted to find a way to, like, sort of... Um, I guess, like, just trim the fat, I guess, and because it was, like, it was, like, long, I had actually written it as a poem this summer, I was, like, so I live in Winooski, which is just north of Burlington, and I walked from the south end of Burlington all the way home to my house in Winooski, which is, like, probably about two and a half, three miles, so it's, like, a decent walk, and I just remember being, like, so heightened, and, like, couldn't really figure out why or whatever, and I just, like, that's when I started writing Spark. I just started, like, writing it, like, in my head and in my phone and, like, writing all of these, like, like, um, like, I wrote it as a poem, um, and it came out, and it was, like, really, really long, and so then, like, when I brought it to the band, it, it was still really, really long, and then by the time we brought it to the studio, we really trimmed it down and, like, trimmed the fat off of it, and, um, 
I I don't know that song I don't know where it came like for a while I really didn't know where it came from I was like I was like what is this but I think it the reason I chose it as a single to compliment remember Pluto sort of like I wanted to release them together mm-hmm. not together together but I wanted to release them like one two because I think they're talking about a lot of the same things mm-hmm. um and um it's spark sort of has this theme of like just like wanting to exist in a place that just like you can't like you know like wanting to be a part of maybe like somebody's past in a way that you can't be and like wanting to help somebody through something that you can't and then also just like accepting your faults for like you know like accepting that you might be experiencing like this weird like guilt that you can't really explain but like also being okay with that mm-hmm. um and it's just like really like I don't know sort of like darker ideas sort of like the dark the dark side of remember Pluto that's the way mm. I think I can see that. I can see that. Cause yeah, it seemed like it tackled a lot of like similar feelings of anxiety and such, but like it was um, so much heavier. And I, I found that fascinating, especially when I started listening to them like one after the other in that way and kind of contrasting them. It was fun. Yeah. And I think um, I wanted it to be a song that like was sort of representative of like this sort of part of your brain that sometimes you don't let yourself go to, mm. right? Like this sort of like, like space in your head that you're like, I'm not, I'm just not going to go there because it's like either too hard or I don't want to admit that I'm capable of like letting myself go there or, um, you know, I'm just, it's too painful to go. So like, I, I feel like I wanted to like, I wanted the song to sound like you were like opening up that door and like allowing yourself to go through those thoughts and like have those harder conversations with yourself and like acknowledge those faults and like um process all of it you know so that's sort of the the sonic element of that song I love that though because I feel like I was like mentally in heading in that right direction of understanding the song and like now I'm like stoked to go back and listen to it again and really think that through even deeper. I love like meditating on songs in that way. So I'm just, I'm hyped. I'm ready. <laughs> it's taken me a lot to like, to try to explain it because um, yeah. putting it out, like uh, somebody was like, oh, can you like, you know, sum up what the song is about? And I'm just like, all right, like some, like summarize, like I'm going <laughs> to ruminate on it because I feel like there's just like a lot of like weird emotion tied with that song it's like angry it's like guilty it's like sad it's like energetic you know there's like just like a lot of weird stuff going on there is and that's what I love about it is because there's a lot of different like perspectives you can almost come at it with and a lot of emotions that you can kind of draw from it so that's that's what I love about spark I'm really glad you chose it as a single and I think it's gonna be um honestly like really powerful for listeners because I'm I'm just entranced by it I'll put it that way (laughs) thanks I'm like stoked about it it's definitely one of my favorites on the new record I I like the way it fits in with everything too it's sort of like yeah it's sort of like a peek into it really even more than Pluto is I think it's like a peek into like sonically like um sort of like the places we're trying to go and like the sort of like things we're trying to accomplish on our new album so I'm excited about it yeah definitely so 
Um, I don't know as much about your new record. What can you tell me? Because I mean, this seems like it's something that's really new and really exciting. I'll put in a lot of work. Um, so what I can tell you is that it's coming out this year <laughs> at some point. Um, and um, I wanted to, so it's funny. I like really like when I was deciding sort of like how I wanted to present the album just like visually mm-hmm. I was like oh I really like I I want this album to like look like space you know like I want it to be like I want like that's what I wanted and then like when I broke it down I just realized I was writing all of these songs with like weird like sort of spacey either sounds or there was like planets in the names or it, there were like references to space in them or there was just like all the and I was just like did I do this like subconsciously like or did I like decide that I wanted this and then like like I I can't figure it out but the album I think is I I, I'm wondering if I should even say this because I don't even know I think it's called Constellations (laughs) yeah I'm very excited and it's just um it's in its final mixing stages right now Um, and it is just all over the map it's like a pop album it's like a rock album it's like there's like a really nice ballad on there it's just it's really all over and um I cannot wait for it to come out I'm so stoked I'm excited for you yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a fun one I'm excited and and like I said we're we're picking up this new um bandmate um who's from Buffalo and she's helping us play the songs out live um, oh, awesome. on our tour this spring and she's really going to help us like represent them how I want them to like how I want them to sound live you know with like all of the parts and all of the stuff yeah what's what's Ange bringing to the live show specifically she is going to be doing some vocal stuff and some key stuff Ooh. which will be a new element entirely for us we've like kind of been I've been playing keys live and I also play guitar live and it's just a lot for me to do both at once and sing and um, all of that. So I was like, it would be so nice if we could just like have a keyboard player, like have somebody on the synth and like, it would really like mellow everything out up front for me. Um, So she was like, oh, I'll I'll do it. And I was like, that's amazing. I love you. You're great. And so she (laughs) is going to, yeah, be handling like that sort of the front, which is pretty cool because um it's a whole new thing for us having that element in in our live show and she's like a whole new person involved in the band which feels really great and um yeah it's like a whole new record that we're putting out so it's just like it feels really kind of complete in that way um which is cool that's so awesome um I know you mentioned earlier that you got to explore a lot of like obviously emotions experiences around anxiety and now this completeness this completeness of like having this full full length record that you're putting together what are some things that you feel like you've learned about yourself or maybe the band has kind of learned about themselves putting together i'm going to put tentatively constellations <laughs> <laughs> um i think what we've learned is that um like there's there's no ceiling on like like what we can accomplish when we're in the studio. Like we put so many hours into the studio for this record. Actually, we went down to the studio for like four days at one point and I had like 
just horrible, horrible dental pain. <laughs> like I broke two of my back teeth. Ow. And like, oh, are you frozen again? Uh, no. I, yeah, uh, maybe. So I broke. <laughs> I think you're good. I think you're good. Um, so I broke two of my back teeth and I was like, well, we have the studio time. Like we have to go to Rhode Island. Like I'm not canceling it. Like we're going to, we're just going to go. We're going to power through. So like Winfield and I, it was just like, we were doing guitar and vocals these three days. So it was just Winfield and I, and we like drove down there and I was like in the vocal booth, like keeling over in pain. And I was just like, I should have just like canceled this time. And like, what was I thinking coming here? But I think what I realized was that, like, it, it was incredibly challenging, and in hindsight, like, maybe not, not the healthiest way to do things, but I learned that, like, you know, there's really no ceiling to, like, what you can accomplish if you give yourself the time to do it, and um, I feel like that lesson is something we all learned, like, there was definitely, like, points of frustration in the studio, and, like, um, points of exhaustion and like we're all tired we're like pulling like weird weird hours you know like Winfield would sometimes be up with James like tracking guitars until like four in the morning I would be like laying there on the couch you know like <laughs> what like and like just like bizarre hours you know like tracking vocals at like you know like 4 a.m and just like crazy craziness and um what I learned is just like yeah, we're all, it, we all match each other's ambitions, I would say, uh, for one, like, which feels really good, um, and supportive, and then for two, like, we just, like, like, want to go, like, we just, like, push, 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 until, they, until we get things done, which is cool, and, um, like, I feel lucky that I'm a part of a band that is that way. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause whenever you're all on the same page for that, you can really have no limits at that point. Whenever everybody does stay motivated and wants to just, you know, it stay up till 4am working on different pieces of a record when, when you're all on the same page for that stuff, that's, that's huge. Yeah. It, and that was really, really cool. Um, and also just like learning that like my bandmates were as willing to push boundaries as I was, you know, mm -hmm. like with, like in terms of like, you know, developing and kind of shape-shifting our sound, um, which I love. I feel like there are a lot of people that are in bands that might get sort of, like, stuck on one thing um, or, like, one idea or, like, the idea of how, like, you should sound as a band. And with us, like, I mean, we definitely get hung up on, like, little things, you know, and, like, little decisions, I would say. But by and large, like, we are all really willing to like be flexible with how um we craft like a song and like the vision that we have for a song like can evolve as we're recording it and sh not only can evolve but it should evolve um and yeah I just I feel lucky that I'm in a band like that that like wants that and that like encourages that and um sort of strives for that so that's awesome that's great that you're with that kind of like honestly like bands can feel like a community in that way that you're all looking for the same things. So that's awesome that you have that connection and stuff. And yeah. especially with this new record, that's going to be really exciting for us as listeners. 
I can't wait. I hope people are excited. I feel really excited. I'm just like ready for it to come out and like be mastered and like be done. <laughs> oh, I can imagine so. It's a long process. Um, I know this is looking ahead quite a bit here, but like, is there something that you know you want your listeners to really get out of this record? Ooh, um, I would say at the end of like, uh, I want like, I think I want people to like challenge, challenge themselves to like empathize more mm. and um, like to forgive a little more, I think. That's something that, like, I want to be, like, like, that's something that's just so important to me, I guess. And um, that's, I think, where a lot of the material is coming from, is, like, kind of looking at these, like, um, like, looking at situations and looking at empathy from every angle. Um, so I think that would be, like, the big thing, I think. Right I love that. Yeah. I love it. And I feel like Remember Pluto and Spark are definitely like nice indications of where that's going and stuff and what we can kind of start to get excited about for the record and especially with those themes and those kind of thoughts in mind for sure. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> that's so exciting. Um, and you have a big year, it feels like, because you have this tour going around <laughs> South by Southwest and stuff. That's awesome. Where yeah. are you excited to head to? Um, so my favorite city to play is Louisville, Kentucky. Nice. I love it there. Like if I had to move anywhere in the country, I think I would move to Louisville, Kentucky. It's just, it reminds me a lot of Burlington and mm -hmm. the way that the community is like everyone there is so supportive, it's warmer than Vermont, which is always nice. Um, <laughs> and it's just like such a weird little like art town. And I love that. Um, so I'm excited to go there. We've made like a few friends down there and like, I'm just excited to see them and like hug them and like, cause we only get to see them a couple times a year, you know, touring and um, so that's one. And then I'm really excited to like go to Austin and um, be at South by as a band. Like I've been to South by Southwest once, like when I was younger, just to um, like sort of spectate, like not even officially, just like kind of bop around during the city, like while it was going on. Right. And um, yeah, I'm excited to like be playing those shows and like kind of get sucked into the craziness that I'm sure Austin becomes during South by. Like I can't even imagine what it's gonna look like as like a, a working person during South by now. <laughs> I'm sure it's just crazy. Um, and where else? Oh, I'm excited to go to Richmond. Virginia. Yeah, Richmond's awesome from what I hear. I know a That's, bunch of people who live there who love it. So we played one show in Richmond like a year and a half ago. Um and we but we didn't even spend the night. Like we were like on our way to the next destination after the show. So I'm excited to like hang out in Richmond and um our label is based out of Richmond, so it kind of is like I'm hoping will become like more of like a home base for us and like uh I'm excited to meet where our label is doing like a showcase. So I'm excited to meet all our label mates and like hang out. Um, and yeah, uh, I feel like those are like the big three that I'm stoked about. That's so awesome to hear. Um, so you have this tour, you have the record coming out 
anything else in 2020 that you know you're looking forward to doing um i'm hoping that <laughs> um we got an email um like last week um that we might be playing for one of bernie sanders rallies <gasps> Oh, that's awesome. So like, I'm like crossing my fingers that we get that phone call. It's like not definite, but that'll be coming up in like a few weeks. So those are like my short, like, like I'm very short sighted right now. Like I, I'm like, I just like, can't like when I got that email, I just like screamed for uh -huh. like 30 seconds. I was just like freaking out. It was like midnight. I had just gotten home from work and I was just like screaming. I was like, Oh my God, can't believe this. I love him so much as like a Vermont band, it's just like such a huge honor. Um, right. And so, yeah, that's like a big thing that we're looking forward to. Damn, I'm excited for you. I literally just talked to Julia Steiner from Rap Boys last week about them playing a Bernie rally. And I'm just like, I love the energy. I love the hype. And I love everything, of course, that like Bernie's doing. But like, yeah, to hear from another band who's just had that experience and stuff, I really hope that you get it too. That would be amazing. I am so stoked. Like, I think, I mean, I think he's done so much for the city of Burlington. He has done so much for, like, the Democratic Party in general, um, in terms of, like, things that he just, like, made sure became, like, mainstream ideas, you know? Um, and I'm just like hoping that we get to experience that honor because I just really feel like he's amazing. Like he went to my friend's work the other day. She works at a bakery and he was like, Hey, I'm like here to pick up a cake. And she was like, what? Like, <laughs> are you really here right now? Like you're just here by yourself, like picking a cake, like you're running for president. Like what's going on? And yeah. So I just like, can't wait to, hopefully be able to do that that would be huge definitely well i'm sending all the vibes into the universe for you for that one because that sounds amazing i'm hoping <laughs> so i know that's probably one of the answers that you would give me right now anyway but i always like to ask my guests this question if you could play with any like three musicians or bands that could be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead obviously bernie rally is going to be your fourth answer but uh who would you want to play with um, I would love to play with the Cranberries. Nice. They're like a pretty, I didn't mention them earlier, but like they are pretty influential for us as a band. Um, just like in general, like we all really love them. Um, that would be huge. Um, and then I would love, so I would love to tour with, um, Caroline Rose. She, her live show is just the most fun. Like it would be amazing to tour with somebody who just like really raises the bar in terms of like what they what to expect from like a live show like like that band is so much fun to watch live I've seen them like three or four times now and she's just like I don't know she's just like born to do what she's doing it's awesome to see um so that would be like a big one and then who else who else I would say, hmm, I would say probably 
Mannequin Pussy. Mm, that's an amazing band. Yeah, they're just such an amazing band. And when I saw her live this year, or that whole band live this year, I was just like absolutely shook by her voice, like live. Like what she's able to do with her voice live is just like so next level and so cool. So I think like those are like the big three right now. I love that. Well, definitely need to send you some vibes for Bernie Sanders as well. I feel like Mannequin Pussy is absolutely a band that you I could see you playing with in 2020. No question. So great. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I hope this all happens for you because y'all are clearly a hardworking band who's putting out some really amazing music. Thank you. Thank you for um, chatting with me and like making time on a Friday night and all of that. I love the podcast. So thank you. I appreciate you chatting with me on your Friday night also. Um, where can everybody keep up with uh, Clever Girls on the internet? Um, so we have a Twitter, like a little baby Twitter um, that I'm trying really hard to be more active on. Like I'm like, oh, like I need to tweet more on this account. Uh, clever bb's um and then instagram is clever girls band if you think of like a more interesting name for our instagram i'm open to ideas i just got kind of lazy um so you know i'm <laughs> just throwing that out there but um and then facebook yeah clever girls awesome awesome well everybody's gonna have to make sure they give you all the follows find all your music give it all the listens because it's amazing and stay tuned for the record announcement i'm super stoked Thank you. Thank you. We're stoked too. Thanks again.
sharing all the rich details that have gone into their newer songwriting. I'm excited to unpack their forthcoming record this year and see what this band will accomplish next. So be sure to follow Clever Girls. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all of the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work, and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry, and build a community that supports new friends. Bye for now. Goddamn town But if I could ask for time